Please note, this podcast contains adult themes, offensive language, possible Discovery Season 3 spoilers. <gasps> Listener discretion is advised. Boom, boom. If you are looking for sympathy for Trump. If you're looking for a detailed account of the squirrel I saw running along a rock wall. If you're looking for fucking sympathy for Trump. Or our thoughts on that hunk of a prime minister, Justin Trudeau. <laughs> then this is not the podcast for, for you. you. No sympathy fucks given fuck you. See ya. You're done. I'm Sarah. You're done. That's Haley. And let's get ready to change your body. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do this. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I had ramen for breakfast. <laughs> oh my God. I saw I that the pub that we loved did a breakfast ramen on like one of their, they posted a photo of it and it looked amazing. And I oh was God. like, I just don't, I'm such a mess when I eat it, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. That's when you sit in the back and you face the wall like a weirdo yeah. and just kind of like beast punch over. Like, Yeah. yeah. I love Yum. it. I love it. Sounds oh good. So here we are. Episode Hello. 17. Is that correct? Yeah. We're just like churning them out like butter. Ugh, like butter. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that you can make butter out of whipping cream? I did not know that. You just have to whip it, like whip, whip it, it good. good. <laughs> and, but you have to keep whipping it and it turns into butter. Oh my gosh. Like you ever had a butter, but you have a bunch of whipping cream and that never fucking happens. But anyway, there you go. <laughs> hey, fun fact. Uh, you know, I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> oh, that's so rude. It doesn't work with soy milk. <laughs> I've been whipping this almond milk for days. <laughs> Left it outside on a hot date. Nothing's happened. I don't have <laughs> almond milk cheese like you promised. <laughs> I've got the runs. <laughs> <It's about laughs> change your body. Oh, uh, change it. All right. Um, before we get into it, I know we have lots to talk about. I think we should talk about our sponsor. As we all deal with the continued effects of the coronavirus pandemic, we know that small business is an essential part of a recovering economy, and we are proud to support one of the best small businesses in the whole galaxy, and that's Fansets. Whether it's Star Trek or Scooby-Dooby-Doo or a whole ton of other franchises, Fansets has always put out superior products, and with each new pin coming out each and every month, so you can get to treat yourself. Hell yes, uh, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. It's you. November is certainly no different. You know, you may recall last year at Star Trek Las Vegas, fan sets released their Women of Trek collection, but they didn't just keep it at that one release. Over the course of the last year, they have continued to release additional pins for this collection. And on November 1st, the latest pin for Women of Trek is available and it's bitchin because it's the one and only Sylvia Tilly. Uh, love her. Love her. Love we love her. you. We oh. love the character. I think I would like the actress. The hair is lovely. Oh, she's she great. Makes me feel, it makes me feel okay to be a redhead. Mm-hmm. Work it. Um, speaking of collector sets, 
Don't forget that there is still some time left to pre-order your very own Voyager Collector set commemorating the 25th anniversary of our favorite Delta Quadrant stranded crew, 11 pins, a backer board, and a black <laughs> frame, all for the lowest price ever for Fansets Collector sets at just $180 US. Check out everything they got at fansets.com. Also, breaking news, other November releases are including Picard with the Family Crest, New from Picard and the USS oh. Cerritos from Lower Decks. And also please note that the pandemic has slowed production shipments. So Lower Deck pins should be by the end of the month and Voyager 25 collector sets will be sent as soon as possible. Check out Fansets Twitter feed too for a preview of this year's holiday pin. Ooh, Fansets. Our pins have character. Yeah. Thanks, Lots Fansets. of news coming out of that. Hey? Yeah, that's great. They're just, they're doing great. Let's um, electric slide <laughs> instead of popping and locking <laughs> our way into just a catch up. I feel like I literally have not talked to you in like years. It hasn't really been it's that long. Been... We had like a chat last week, I think, but it's just... yeah, we had a little cocktail mm-hmm. um, as we're known last week. Yes, as as we are wont to do. I know it feels like a million years, and like it's crazy because we've only seen each other this year, fucking like two times. Unacceptable. Life. Not okay, especially since I feel like last year, my New Year's resolution was to spend more time with you. Yeah. And you're like going out with all these other people and you're like constantly like partying and like at super spreader events. It's shocking. I'm just kidding. It's not true. I was like, oh my God. It's not true. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> no. You've I don't even working. have anyone outside of my bubble. Like it's no, just like my family. And I mean, not to say that that's bad, but yeah. yeah that's how it should be. Yeah, it's true. I was on the helijet with Bonnie yesterday. Ooh, Dr. Bonnie Henry. She must just be She's like the, the celebrity of people must just like point and be like, oh, it's her. There was even a girl at work who was secretly recording her with her phone, like in the hallway. Oh like, my gosh. Just to be like, here she is. <laughs> it's like, like Princess Diana of like totally. BC government. Yeah. Anyway, she's great. Um and I'm pretty great, too. I went on vacation. The last time that we chatted, I was about to go on vacation. Yeah, you just started. You. Yeah. And so we went up to Tofino. I struggled to wear a wetsuit. <laughs> I ate poutine three times, which probably had nothing to... <laughs> three times. <laughs> and we were only there for six days. And remember the fucking... Oh, Frank. Oh, and remember Frank the list of shit? Yeah. The yeah. list of shit that we brought up. Yeah. So we still... I still managed to eat poutine three times. <laughs> Did you go through all of your... No. Stuff? In fact, we still have so many bags <sighs> left of chips and stuff. I was worried. But, okay. <laughs> no, I got to tell you, like, all we ate were carbs and melted cheese. Mm. And I was like, I don't think I can have carbs or melted cheese ever again no. or pasta like that's all we had for a whole week <sighs> so like we came home and i made like a fucking salad i'm like we are eating it's like, a leaf of lettuce it's like when you're in vegas you know oh. by like day three like you can't have seven hash browns from mcdonald's for breakfast every day it's by the no. next day that you're like i would kill for some egg whites and some steamed broccoli right now like i, I know just, it's like i know like give <sighs> me a cucumber like oh. i was just what's just, that and like, yeah, what's that? And for whatever reason, like in Vegas, I'll get a salad, but it's going to be a Caesar salad, it's so gonna it's not have, really good. Yeah, massive Parmesan chips and like a <laughs> loaf of bread for its crouton. Like. Fucking family size. Like, <laughs> But I ordered the family size. Okay, stupid. Anyway, um, I went boogie boarding and John pushed me on a surfboard. He's Aww. like, get on. It was so cute. And I- 
I really struggled to like get on the board. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm you've never done it before. I know. Anyway, and then he broke his toe like halfway through the vacation. So <laughs> I was Christ. like, oh no, I guess we can't go on any long hikes. You should probably elevate that. Um, <laughs> I read books. I watched TNG. I drank wine. We played cards. It was glorious. Oh. And then I, I came back and I had a week off just in my condo. And there was this one evening when we were watching Netflix and I just kind of like started looking at the wall and I was just staring and he's like, what are you thinking about? And I just said, nothing. Like, I'm just looking at stuff and I'm not thinking about anything. And it was amazing. And I still feel like that sort of Zen feeling from the vacation. Like I still have like bursts of like mm. rage, um, but they calm down pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and then um, you know the election happened. That's a thing, um, and I've almost completed my Christmas shopping. Holy Alert. smokes! I have to say, consider buying your shit soon if you're ordering anything online, because mm. I expect that deliveries will be delayed given the volume mm. of people purchasing stuff. But I'm just doing gift baskets for everybody. So I went to like fucking the market at Millstream, and I spent two hundred and fifty dollars on you know those like two tiered carts. So it was just the top part that was kind of filled, but it, that was $250. I so believe everything it. I bought was like five bucks, but it was so fun. And um, yeah, I'm going to, yeah, put in a bottle of wine for everyone, including Bonnie Henry's wine. And nice. I know. And yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. And oh, and I bought a bike. Um a bike that I can actually ride. Oh my gosh. And yeah, I'm just doing so, I'm doing really well. Good. I'm just happy to be drinking wine at 1 p.m. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best. Fuck yes. Mm-hmm. How the fuck are you? Oh. I'm great. I'm great. You know, I'm so much better today now after the election results came in. I mean, oh. I'm not even, we're in Canada, but it's still, <laughs> it's still a thing. So I just want to, I don't want to be political too much on this podcast, but also fuck it. Don't listen if you don't want to listen. But I want to say yeah. congratulations to America for making the right decision because I feel that this is the start of a healing process for so many people who have lived in fear of being deported or being shamed for being different or being not white or being LGBTQ or whatever. And I just feel like really good about it. And I'm really excited for them to have somebody on their stage who's coherent, fair, The natural skin tone. He is. It's going to work for everyone. Oh my God. Kamala Harris, a woman, a woman of color. This is huge. This is huge for. It's so big. It's huge for women, especially kick out a misogynist and bring in a woman. Like that's just the the way to do it, right? So um, I'm a little bit though um, in mourning because I feel like I have become a family member to the MSNBC family. I literally had (laughs) MSNBC on my laptop for four days straight. All day while I was working, it'd be on the background all night. Steve Kornacki, great job with calculating those numbers. Like everybody, I'm just like, who are these people? I feel like I know them. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. Um, Other than that, I I finished my five-week fitness challenge and I'm slow assing my way into my next five weeks, which means I have not done well, but that's okay. But I feel good. I feel strong. My back's been really bad. I went to the massage therapist and that kind of helped. And I've got some extra, like I got some homework to do for it. So that's okay. 
<sighs> that's great. Um, I finally went and got a fucking haircut. And even the girl was like, um, <laughs> like is this, you should have done this a little earlier. It's not like the supposed knots. to look like a horse's tail. Yeah. It's like, is that a triple in your hair? Or you just, uh, yeah, that's about it. Like I don't, I, I'm work is good for once. And, um, I'm competing on a job in it right now, which is exciting. And I have What's been, <laughs> I'm going to be working for Google. No, I've been crafting like too much. I just got another shipment of gemstones in, which is awesome. And I got more in the way coming from China. Um, nice. Yeah. That's my life. I mean, it's, it sounds it's fine. Lovely. I'm, it sounds I'm good. ready to travel. COVID yeah. be damned. I don't give a shit at this point. I'm so over it. If I wear a mask and a hazmat suit, I figured I should be able to go anywhere in the world or the moon. Um, <laughs> at, frankly, if I'm dressed that way. Um, no, I mean, we're just going to wait and see. But yeah. we're itching. Itch, I just, itching. I just, I miss doing stuff. Like I miss I, I miss shopping. Just going out I with miss... you for like a drink. I know. Like it has to be a whole thing now. And like BC in BC, we're locking down for two weeks in two of the regions that are the hardest hit. Like we've mm-hmm. just been seeing this en- exponential growth. It's very concerning mm-hmm. and we have to get a fucking handle on it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And so anyway, mm-hmm. it's, I'm over it too. I'm over the lineups. I'm over having to wear a mask all the time, even though like I get it, like, and I'll do my part. That's, it's not, I'm not, yeah, I can do it, but it just sucks and like my hands are like so shitty from the hand sanitizer oh my god yesterday i was like what does that smell and i'm like oh that's the combination of five types of hand sanitizer from visiting the mall (laughs) because every single store i put the hand sanitizer they have and i'm like am i gonna have a chemical reaction and actually burn my hands at this point because it was like grocery store bookstore winners and like every single place i put on more hand sanitizer and i was just like oh, one's runny one sticky one silky yeah. and i'm just like <laughs> it's formed a powder it was so gross <laughs> i know and like it takes my gel polish off oh, <gasps> okay. come on that can't be good now it's a problem yeah yeah personal problem yeah i'm on vacation now i got the week off did you take it just because I have to like, use, I have to use, I can't only, I can't carry over more than oh, yeah. 70 hours. So I had to, but use you can it. archive it. Oh, I'd rather just use it. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to use mine. I have one, two, three, four, five, six more days booked off for the rest of the year, but I can't take any more time than that. And, no, you're too busy. I'll, and I'll still have 170 something. Archive it till anyway. you retire. I don't know how it works when you're excluded, Ooh. but I don't give a shit. I've never used my vacation, like, maybe last year when we went to Thailand. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, we did a quiz. Yeah. I have no Star Trek gossip for you. I didn't bother to look. I don't care. Doesn't here's, matter. Here's, here's some shocking news. Star Trek's on TV right now, and there's going to be more, and then more, and that's awesome. And apparently they built a statue of Janeway in Indiana. So there you go. Perfect. And I'm loving discovery. Okay. Yeah. Can we talk about, have you seen the first, how many episodes? Three, three, the, the only three that are out. Didn't the fourth one just come out on Thursday? Fuck. Yesterday or Thursday. Yeah. It'll be on crave. Okay. Well, I won't, I won't be able to see it until, um, until I go back over on Thursday. (gasps) So you'll have two. Yeah. But I am really loving it. It's just such a good show. I know. That third episode was phenomenal. 
I loved yeah. it when yeah. they finally all come together and it's like, you just see how much Burnham's changed. Like she's been gone for a year and that moment between her and Tilly, when Tilly's like, you let us go, didn't you? Like, it's okay. Like I get it. And they're just all so sad because like, yeah, it's oh, I the burn for show. The burn, the burn, not good. Yes, don't like that. No, what uh, happened? Everything and blew like, up. I know. It's just. Yeah. Is that going to happen to us? I know. I just got my email from CBS All Access, and they just gave me the next two episodes, five and six, screener access oh to God, prep for the so cool prep for the podcast. So I'm going to watch those tomorrow. I'm excited. Oh my God, what a treat! And I might I say, as someone who has never been one to not spoil shit for me god i love you mm. you haven't talked about any of these episodes that we can't see and you must be just killing yourself over it but mm-hmm. kudos and mm-hmm. thanks because it just it makes it that much more special when i do get to talk about it yeah and i hate seeing spoilers online myself so yeah i don't want to do that to somebody else yeah like even people sometimes like episodes drop like at 1201 or whatever because people can oh, see it on the, and they're talking yeah. about it like at five in the morning and i'm like well in canada like it's not we don't have it yet so i stay offline usually i mean right now now i have access to see it ahead of time so i'm but when i didn't it was like don't go on twitter because people are already talking about it and i don't want to i know be spoiled remember when that episode of sons of anarchy was ruined for me the one where clay <sighs> you know rip went to the grocery store he wait. went to that farm <laughs> He went to the farm. He's so happy. (laughs) He's with the chicken, the duck. (laughs) Oh God! So funny. Anywho's, we did a quiz. We did a quiz. The quiz is called "Which Star Trek Enterprise Man Does Your Heart Desire?" I don't think I need Um, a quiz to know the answer to that. I feel like I did, but you know what? I'm pretty happy with my results, and so. I was actually, my results ended up giving me three answers, two of which were equally weighted and the third was 20%. Oh. And so, so one 40% gives me Dr. Phlox. And I was like, shit, yeah. One, he's a doctor, which is like sweet. Like I can hurt myself and I do all the time. You can fix me. <laughs> two, he's like kind of the hunkiest one. I know. Right? He kind of is. It's because yeah. he talks out of the side of his mouth. The actor like himself does that too. And I oh. love that. I just love it. Um, I'm not going to like say all the stuff that the quiz said because it doesn't matter. The other 40% <sighs> Lieutenant Malcolm Reed. Mm. I, you know what? Dominic Keating, not a problem, but um, I don't want to be with him. Um, <laughs> 20%, the other 20% is Captain Archer. And so I kind of thought, okay. Uh, and I think some of that was to do with my answers regarding his work priorities being more than more than our relationship. And I was like, that's obviously the captain. So yeah, and uh, there you go. Cool. I only got one answer because it was 50%. So I guess that anything that's under 50, they give you your varieties. But I because I got so. 50%, I only had the one response and I got Captain oh. Archer. Because oh, I like okay. my man to be strong and courageous. And I'm I'm okay with that because Scott Bakula, love him. Yes. Uh, Remember when I, he was wearing those pants? Uh, how could I forget? They were black. They were black. Um, I, were he's tight. got a dog. Love yeah. Porthos. I like water polo. I'll watch it. Sure. So you know what? Saddle up, lock and load. We're in love. It's a thing. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. You're welcome. Yay. I just got to watch the show. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, more than season one. I mean. Yeah. Yes. Just get through season one. Season two 
It's really good. And I wish that they switched seasons three and four, like they did them separately, like the okay. other way around. But yeah. anyway, they're all, it's all very good. Huh. So, Is there, there's four seasons? Yes. Four seasons landscaping. Four seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, fuck. And also, this is so off topic, but did you hear about Alex Trebek? Yes. So, you know that I... This is terrible. One, I love Alex Trebek, and so I'm so sad. But I predicted by the end of the year mm. that both Alex Trebek and the Queen will die. Great. I'm sorry. It's Okay. I mean, we we expected it. Can't you use these powers for something good? I mean, no, I can't. You know, (laughs) I won't. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that I can't; it's that I won't. No, I know that's that's a big one. He um he was the world's teacher. He taught us all a lot. I know, especially how to rock a mustache. Remember when we had a drinking game? We're like, let's watch Jeopardy. We'll have a drinking game. And it was like fucking the children's edition. And so we're like, we're going to get hammered. I know this shit. Yeah, One plus one? Oh my god. What is three? Carry the five. Um, Anywho's, but uh, RIP, and I'm just so glad that we have so many seasons of Jeopardy, like, to watch and rewatch, and Ken Jennings, and that other guy from Vegas, and the Winston, or whatever his name was, Wilson, the computer. Wilson! Yep, and if SNL can do a compilation of all of their Jeopardy skits for a special, I would be all about that. Suck it, I'll Trebek. take the rapist. Yeah, <laughs> That's I know. The, and then we got actually, Sean Connery, Connery passed away I know. too. But I'm Dude, not. if you look at the list of people who've passed away this year, like quote-unquote famous people, you're like, oh yeah, John Travolta's wife and yeah. like Thanks all these I other people you. that you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then all the people who suffered from COVID. So let's not forget uh, that. I know. All right. We watched an episode oh i loved it oh my god it was i haven't seen this episode like i say this every time but there are some that i have watched more recent and this is not one of them um forgot all about it i mean i knew there was an episode that existed that had this plot line couldn't tell you what 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 happened in it so i was like shocked (laughs) frankly i was shocked (laughs) It (laughs) it was good so here's here's my synopsis it's long Wait, long. We have to tell them. Well, I guess they know because it's the name of the episode. Oh, what's it called? Seconde chance. <laughs> that second chances. Second chances. Second chances. Right, let's go. I can't wait. Oh my god. I'm gonna strap in and mute. I'm gonna mute up. Here I go. I think. Bye. Oh, well, now we don't get to hear your laughter and your responses to how amazing my writing is. So I unpause when oh, okay. I want to laugh. <laughs> All right, I'm on. Unpo- I mean, I'm unmuted. Go. Drink, drink your wine. I am. All right, here we go. Yaz music. The ladies are dressed up. It's way too chill in there. Nightbird, you bitch. Troy, what are you playing at? Is this flirting? Is this being mean? I don't really like it because it's just oh, Saved by the Bell. Riker's smile. I love it. Nightbird. Ugh, fuck. And her dress. Hated it. Yeah, ugly. Also, <sighs> I'll just jump in. Crusher's fucking brown outfit. Don't. Ladies, this is your night off, and this is... I know. You're drinking synthol, and it's jazz music? I mean, we can do better yeah. than that. Anyway, Riker is wearing pajamas on the bridge. He's not your <laughs> average commander. He's cool commander. Relaxed. Maybe it's Friday. It's casual Friday. 
Data's got some news. They can transport sooner than thought. They modified the transporters and they are ready to party. Riker almost didn't make it off the surface of this planet originally. The team beeps... The team beeps down. What the fuck does that mean? The team beams down and Riker is all like, uh, why is this place so clean? Who's here? Uh-oh, someone's coming. A humanoid. Worf is hiding, ready to jump out and yell surprise. And then bam, <laughs> all my dreams come true. It's not one, but two Rikers. So Ketchup Riker circles Mustard Riker and asks, <laughs> who are you? You'll be prepared to know that this is how I refer to them for the entire synopsis. Ketchup Riker circles Mustard Riker and asks, who are you? And he asks it back. I'm Will Riker. No, I'm Will Riker. Eight years ago, I was here with the Potemkin. I was left behind. No, I wasn't. I was beamed out. You don't believe me? You need a doctor. Oh, I love this. They're so beardy and stubborn. Mustard Riker is giving Beverly eyes while talking about how manly he is to set his own arm when it was broken. Picard questions cloning and Bev is like, step back. I got this. And this ain't no clone. Picard is like, calm yourself, Will, or whoever you are. Our transporter is looking into it. And Mustard Riker is like, I'm going to go eat everything. Bye. The crew is around the table and Jordy and Data tell it like it is. There were two beams, one reflected to the surface and then the Riker we know, Ketchup Riker, beamed too. Jordy's like, you are both real, so just deal with it. Troy is lost in thought and I know what she's thinking. She wants to visit the Eiffel Tower. I mean, I hope Ketchup Riker's okay. No, the first one. She jumps up at the chance to talk to Mustard Riker. She doesn't hide it at all. He runs to pick her up. Imzadi kisses her madly and she's like, Will. We need to talk. Ugh, we're friends. Boring. Troy bitterly shares that Riker chose his career over her, and she's like, yeah, no, I don't like him. But she's totally lying. She's, like, so lying. Ugh. What a lying liar. Claim your man, bitch. Mustard Riker is not impressed at all with Ketchup Riker. (laughs) Tom puts on a brave face. Oh, yeah, this is Mustard Riker now. He puts on a brave face and is all happy to help. And the tension is so painful and sad and awkward. He tells Troy, my feelings haven't changed. I want to be on you. I mean, I want to be with you again. And she's just like, good night, Will. Oh, Troy, seriously? Like, Jesus. Self-control. God. Worf is all impatient and angry and Mustard comes running and everyone's so mean to him. It's so sad. He's a victim. Like, be nicer. Ketchup Riker needs to show some fucking sympathy. And the two Rikers are working together. And the awkward silence is made worse by dad talk. And then we have a power struggle between the two of them. I gave you an order, Lieutenant. It's Lieutenant. Thank you. Troy orders tea. She could use a strong drink, though, in my opinion. A gift is left. A note Once again, breaking and entering. Nothing romantic about that. Can we stop with that storyline in this show, please? Women's places being violated and broken into is a way of being romantic. I know. Remember the thing from the... Masks? Yes, masks. Not okay. But she's smiling. She likes this cat and mouse shit way too much. She doesn't hide it at all. It pulses unendingly all through the night. Um, Is that a female body part or just the warp core we're talking about at this point mm-hmm. Jordy is taking notes on how to woo a woman <laughs> what if this was set up by him and then we have a third suitor not only are there two Rikers going after but now randomly Jordy's like I'm gonna try this episode I also um, love you I also love you um yeah so Troy's really into this she's like going around looking for fucking gifts left places and then she gets to 10 forward and there's another gift and Mustard Riker is sitting there showing off his amazing art skills and Troy is just kind of like not falling for it yet and I'm just like pick him 
the mood changes fast as Troy gets all real and shit about life and plans. Boring. Troy admits she was disappointed Riker picked his career over her. Uh, yeah, no shit, lady. She cries. He listens. Just jump into his arms. Get this episode over with. It's frustrating. If I was Picard, I'd take a vacation until this shit is done. It is so awkward for him to try and mitigate the two Rikers. Okay, here we go. The ladies are doing their Tai Chi thing and Beverly wants details. Bev is encouraging Troy and it's awesome. Bev is obviously horned up for sure. She needs to find a clone of Picard for sure. And also, I really like this version of Beverly more and more sometimes. She's just such an instigator. (laughs) Tom is there and he's doing his mating dance and she's doing her mating dance and Bev is like, I gotta go. She's kind of watching in the corner, but she left. Oh, and then Troy's like mounted him and now I get it. That hologram carpet needs to be washed badly. (laughs) That holodeck carpet. Uh, Riker's pissy. Ketchup Riker, that is. He can uh, smell, I mean, sense her desires now. He knows what's going on. <laughs> and Riker's being a dick as a result. He'd have made, if he had made the same choices in both worlds, neither of us pick you. That's a bit harsh. Yeah. I can't believe he said that to her. Now it's poker time. I love it when they play cards. Thank oh, you. Colonel Mustard has arrived. Now it's a four-person <laughs> game and it's awkward as fuck. Worf wants four cards and apparently it's funny. Dealer takes two. It's going to be a Riker showdown. Worf folds. Oh, all his life. Mm. Uh, okay, he left. Sad. Will Riker needs to have a little sympathy. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Oh, Troy's in red. She's all smiley and shit. This can't be good. Tom mm. has a job opportunity and Troy is sad. Oh, here we go. Maybe, Troy, you aren't what the Riker men are looking for. You're a little dull, to be honest. <gasps> Tom falls. <gasps> but Will Riker starts sweating, like, instantly. That's not normal, is it? <laughs> like, in two seconds, no. it's like... <laughs> That can't be uh, right. Climb, climb. I'd have pushed my clone over the edge personally. Oh, wait, did I just say that out loud? Uh, they retrieved the database. Fun. Now they're all on their way for the rendezvous. Thomas Packin and Troy is visiting and she is not coming. Um, so yeah, this ends out with him being like, my name's Thomas now. Bye. And it's like, oh, wait, nope. Troy has to kiss him in front of Will first. Bye. I know. It's so weird. bloody awkward and painful. I don't like it. I didn't like it at all. I just actually found it to be a really uncomfortable bullshit love triangle the end the end yeah things i things i noticed also good synopsis by the way it wasn't I like the, the best ketchup and mustard no thank you <clears throat> who would be the relish <laughs> the borg i don't know yeah cues the bun <laughs> <laughs> starfleet's the meat oh my god space burger <laughs> things i noticed point form crusher and 10 forward tapping her knee against the beat way to go I was like, it's not, how hard is it? I know. Jonathan Frakes doing a decent job of pretending to play the trombone. <laughs> like, no. I like how Data called Riker to the bridge essentially to tell him that they were able to transport to the planet, but he could have just said that over the communicator and Riker could have played his elusive Nightbird solo. However, I do understand that this is explaining things for folks like you and me. Thomas Riker has slightly disheveled hair and a tightly trimmed beard even after eight years. Why? I still have zero. I still have zero. <laughs> I still have zero idea how the technology works to have one actor shown in two places at the same time. <laughs> how did they know how to do it back then? <laughs> John was watching this with me and said that there was a movie called The Battleship Potemkin, which was a Russian based ship, and told me to look for any references in the show where the people. So, like, this, this is called The Battleship Potemkin, and the people on board the battleship revolted. And so I was like, okay. So 
here, here we go. So the food on the Potemkin was rancid. And Lieutenant Riker is like, oh, it's been ages since I had a decent meal because the replicators had failed. Fucking coincidence or obvious reference to the battleship Potemkin. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> and then like when Thomas Riker is kissing Deanna and he kind of goes like, ho, ho, like a fish mouse. Mm. Do you mm-hmm. remember that part? Mm-hmm. I've always remembered that. It's like CPR. Like, the worst. Yeah, I'm like, that's the worst. Also, as a counselor, Troy doesn't do a very good job at consoling Lieutenant Riker. She's like, whoa, we didn't end up together. Back off. And then she's like, you need to go to work now, even though it's been like a whole 20 minutes since he's been found by people. He hasn't been seen by anyone for eight years. <laughs> like, ugh. And then Commander Riker berates Lieutenant Riker for being late to the transporter. You know, I imagine he's a little bit concerned because, like, you know, he fucking split off last time he used one going down to the planet. And then someone's like, I think it was Riker, been a while since you used a time clock. And it's like, fuck you, man. I know. And then John John says, isn't the first thing you want to do when you see a twin of yourself is to make out with yourself? (laughs) Can me looking at him very oddly and then writing this note. Yeah, I don't think that's how it no. works. Commander Riker is such a dick in this episode. Why? Troy has a strange note in her room directing her to the transporter room and she goes. What's up with her not second guessing that? Uh, she's on some fucking scavenger hunt and she's loving it, but she's not with anyone who would do this. Yeah, like who would do this? Anyway. Cue Lieutenant Riker fucking creeping up in the background. (laughs) Dude, she just told you to back off. Giving her a phaser-burned picture of your last memory with her is not exactly in line with that. Riker versus Riker poker game. (laughs) If If I was Lieutenant Riker, I wouldn't play. It's obvious he's not invited or wanted. Then, I wanted to know who the actor was at the poker table who was playing the Riker not shown, but he wasn't credited. And I can't imagine they bothered to film the back of Jonathan Frakes' head to make the scene, like having both actors, you know. Okay, so Worf is saying Riker is maybe a jerk because he sees the worst of himself in his twin. But, like, Lieutenant Riker is such a nice guy. What's wrong with that? The end. (laughs) Yeah, like, just, I didn't... I kind of say see it just because it's, a, it, it, you know, it's got some moments. It's two Rikers. It's great. But I was so disappointed in this episode. Like, yeah, Thomas Riker is a victim. Yes. And he's been alone for eight years. And in any case, when you have anybody who's a prisoner of war or who's been left alone in solitary confinement, there's going to be mental health issues that need to be dealt with immediately. Not yeah. instant rudeness of like, oh, look at you trying to be all fucking Commander Riker. Um, I am freaking him. And, yes. And then like Troy flippity flopping. I don't like you, but I'm oh. totally going to fuck you. But now I'm mad at you I for know. changing your career. It's like, first of all, Will rudely said that was probably going to happen anyways. Two, did she really think that that was a realistic thing to do with somebody who's just coming out of this? I mean, he's going to have PTSD. He's going to have a hard time. Like he has to confront the fact that nobody was looking for him. And that was his hope. Like, you know, we should have been at the writer's table. We should have, you know what? Let's rewrite this. But let's not. We should. Um, I mean, right. Stupid. I'm not going to do that. But yeah, I was just, I, it was and like, come on, Picard. Oh, like, where were you? You should have been on this instantly and taking over the whole thing because it was compromised. Also, 
I'm sorry, having two Rikers, like he's such a, he's an upstanding Starfleet officer. How, how could you lose? Mm-hmm. Like just have them both, keep them both. Yeah. I say see it, but barely. Uh, I say see it for the two Rikers and it was great direction by LeVar. Yes. I hated everything else about it. Yeah. Um, it wasn't I, good. There was no if, story. No, this could have been no a movie. Grew. If gave it enough time, yeah. it could have been really good, but, but they didn't. Whatever. So, would you rather be stuck with two Rikers or three Rikers? <laughs> <laughs> Why stop there? Honestly, <laughs> 25, two, right? <laughs> two was a disaster. Commander Riker was a bitch the whole time. But if there were three Rikers, they could maybe go play a fucking hacky sack or something and I could drink my wine in peace. So Ooh. I'd go with three. All right. What about you? I think more than Mary. I think two is good because I couldn't. I it's easier just to dispose of one body than to dispose of two because I really wouldn't be sure. able to handle more than one. Um, I would choose Thomas. Sure. Will has been a bitch. Yeah. Um, if you could clone yourself easily, would you? Um, I wouldn't clone myself. I am not easy to get along with commander Worf, <laughs> lieutenant Worf. i can't remember if he's a lieutenant or commander in this episode anyway that's what that was a quote from the show mm-hmm. i am not easy to get along with um i wouldn't no i wouldn't i find that i annoy myself uh enough that that's why sometimes i stop talking in the middle of the sentence because i'm like shut up like no one cares <laughs> point taken I would only oh, in the sense that I want to see what the back of me looks like on certain outfits. I have no idea what the back of my head and everything looks like. You just get a fucking three thing, three mirror thing. Like they have in fitting rooms. But mirrors aren't real. They're no, that's true. And when I do see the mirrors, I'm like, oh no. No, it's like me and cameras. <laughs> like what happens? It's so it's like strange. Chandler. No, <laughs> Chandler Bong. Miss Chandler Bong. Chandler Bong. How about some fast facts? I've got one. Can I start? Please. The battleship Potemkin is set in the Russian Revolution of 1905. The movie was named the greatest film of all time at the Brussels World Fair in 1958. In 2010, Empire named it the number three film of all time. (laughs) In 2012, the British Film Institute named it the 11th greatest film of all time. I have never heard of this film. No, neither have I. But I will tell you that Macy Jemison... Palmer, served as the science mission specialist on the STS-47 Space Lab J flight, which launched launched, September 12, 1992. While in space, Jemison began each shift by informing Mission Control in Houston that hailing frequencies were open. She is a longtime Star Trek fan. I love that. This is the first Star Trek series episode to be directed by LeVar Burton, who received much praise for coping well with the difficulties of filming an episode with so many complex visual effects. He went on to direct (laughs) Star Trek The Next Generation, The Pegasus, as well as many episodes of DS9, Voyager, and Enterprise. So nice. He's a very talented man. Uh, director and writer Sergei Eisenstein shot a very famous scene in the battleship Potemkin <laughs> called the Odessa Steps. It features a baby in a carriage being pushed down some stairs, and there's more to it. <gasps> now on to the fast fact for Star Trek. When William Riker says to Thomas Riker that he was able to 
patch up a few things with their estranged father, he is referring to the events of Star Trek TNG, The Icarus Factor. I forgot what their fight was about. And I think it was interesting that Mustard Riker cared not to reach out to his father because they were still in a fight. They had never reconciled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's life. The working title of this episode originally was Too Many Rikers. Oh my God. (laughs) There's no such thing. No. Did you know that the Battleship Potemkin was Charlie Chaplin's favorite film? What? Yes, it was also a favorite of Orson Welles. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. Fascinating. Um, in the TNG novel Imzadi, Riker's middle initial is said to stand for Thelonious. Huh, like the jazz player, Thelonious Monk. Maybe that's why he loves jazz so much. Oh. Originally, Will Riker was going to be killed off in this episode. <gasps> Will's transporter created duplicate Thomas would have joined the crew of the Enterprise as a low-ranking officer with Data moving up to the first officer position, but the idea was abandoned. Thank fucking God. Could you imagine more Data? <sighs> we already have a fistful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that makes all night. The, uh, a shadow of the camera complete with an umbrella can be seen easily during the scrolling shot of the Odessa steps in the battleship Potemkin. That's the last fast. fast. <laughs> um, at one point data refers to the star as the sun. It is done every, ever so often on the show, every so often. Nevertheless, it is technically a star data mm. of all people should use the correct technical terms, especially when on duty on the bridge. Check yourself. God damn it. Who is this guy? I know. Get him out of here. He's not a guy. He's an Android. You don't have a soul. after the bridging collapses and lieutenant Riker is pulled up and crawls over commander Riker a long shot shows that the stunt doubles legs and feet haven't gotten completely out of the shot before lieutenant Riker stands up too many Rikers shouldn't name this episode too many legs (laughs) I love their goofs when they first beam down to the planet and find lieutenant Riker they decide to take him back to the enterprise Worf calls the enterprise and says two to beam up however he does not define who else is beaming up with him he also does not state that they have found a second Riker <laughs> even if the transporter operator could scan the area there should be some confusion with scanning and finding two identical human males <laughs> figure it out <laughs> What a joke. It's like the worst when you get so jazzed to do an episode and then you're just like, meh, meh. Oh, I know. And also, can you believe all that Battleship Potemkin stuff? I've never heard of it. It's black and white. Oof. Russian. Holly will never watch Charlie Chaplin. No, I'll never see it. I I did watch the scene from the Odessa Steps scene. So the idea is, is there's like a mass exodus of people who are running away from the military and they're going down these huge, huge, long, long steps and they go forever and ever. And then um, people are being fucking trampled. Kids are being stomped on. Like it's just a disaster. And then at one point this woman, like there's a baby carriage that gets fucking pushed down. It's funny. And then (laughs) there's a woman who like picks up her dead, like young son and just kind of turns around and starts walking against the flow up to the soldiers who are like coming up on them. And it's just like this, uh, apparently it's some sort of cinematic masterpiece. I don't know. I think I was kind of high when we watched it, but anyway, it was, um, I don't think I'd watch the movie either though. It is only an hour and six minutes, which is, you know, basically like a, an episode length of 
things these days. Now movies are like three and a half hours. Oh, it's like a whole event. I know. A meal and a snack. Yeah. Um, I forgot to mention to you about this dream I had the other night. (gasps) Tell me. Oh my God. You were in it. So the, I I remember that at one point I was at, I think it started off. I was at Mayfair mall, like walking around or something. And I was like, here I am. But when it gets to be like, where I remember like, kind of like, because my dreams are very weird. Like they'll just jump into like things morph into other things. And it's very hard to have like a linear story, but this one had a linear story. So I was like, we were sitting around like a fountain protesting this. They wanted to demolish this monument made for the BC government. And I didn't realize what it was about that. We were like, you know, when people would like chain themselves to trees, like don't destroy mm-hmm. this. So, and it was over by where the rascaler was. And so we were sitting there and there was like news crews and stuff. And when I kind of realized what this was all about, I was like, Oh, like, this is embarrassing. Like, I don't really want to be like seen, like protesting this for like, I got better things to do, but nonetheless, we were there. And then all of a sudden we weren't sitting anywhere. We were standing by like the building was like right here, like kind of like demolished, but in the statue. And it was like a weird, like space, like cult weird big giant tall statue that was supposed to represent government weird and Mm. this like thing came flying down and it looked like a shuttlecraft like a perfect tng (gasps) shuttlecraft and it landed and i remember in my dream looking to you with like this look of like um is that what i think it is like that you know that feeling of just like i don't have to say anything to you we're both thinking the same thing right now and i looked over and i'm like did we just see that and then it kind of like we look and we're like, yeah, that's, that's not like a normal thing. That's like a shuttlecraft of like something. And it, the door opens and something like a humanoid figure comes out, but all of a sudden the back of it changes to look like Borg colors. And I said to you, oh, is God, is this the Borg? And then all of a sudden the humanoid thing had like a, I want to say it had like, I couldn't pick a face. It was bald. Yeah. I want to say grayish, but not like Borg gray. Just like there was no features of it at all. Faceless, but I had this black Ooh. jacket on and I start thinking of like Dr. Octopus where all of a sudden like a yeah. thousand tubes came out everywhere. And we both were just like, this is not good. And instantly water and the whole planet was turned into a giant ocean and we were at the top of it and everything was turquoise. And we took one look at each other and we were like, fuck, this is it. And then poof, a wave and that was it. And then I woke up. And you really had to pee? No. <laughs> well, I usually do every night, but... Yeah, me too. Wow. It was so weird, and it was so... And that weird. you remember it still days later. Yeah, it was so real. Interesting. Yeah. It was just biz- It was just this, like, moment of, like, sheer panic followed up by, like, a moment of pure, like, well... Well... That's... This is it. I'm okay. I'm not scared. It's been a slice. It's been yeah. a slice. Wow. It had potential to be, like, a really wow. Star Trek dream, but then... Hmm. I wonder what the humanoid represented or, or if it like just didn't quite fit in into a, to a character that you already know. I don't know. I think curious. it represented the feeling of no control while waiting for the election results. My internet connection is unstable. Fair enough. Oh, you know, you, you're it just said slow, again that it's slow. I'm unstable. I just got new internet. I'm paying $3,000 a month for internet for crying out loud. Oh my so God. expensive for internet it's ridiculous i know it's stupid do we want to rewind wind, 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 to the last section of the podcast where we kind of just talk about whatever the hell we want now i think i posed a question about you did um what was it it was about if you could have like if you could create 
your own Star Trek series, what would it be? And then I had like different little like guiding questions. Yeah, like is it a stand? Is it standalone? Is it animated? Continuing story? Yeah. yeah. Is it funny or serious? Yeah. And so, no, I would not like to make my own. <laughs> Done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course, I would love to make a Star Trek series. It would be called Star Trek Liaisons. And it would be a continuing story with episodic pieces when writers were bored or not motivated. Okay. And the premise is there's a group of Starfleet officers who seek out meetings, meetings or liaisons, uh-huh. if you will, with other alien species, other ships, and and um, and uh, the Federation. The purpose of the meetings is to collect an inventory of the universes of the universes. I think I was drinking at this point. <laughs> of the um, the uh, other species weaponry. Oh no no no! It's an inventory of the entire universe, is like the like the galaxy. So it's a it's building the understanding of weapon weaponry technology, warp drive capability, and security features that could be used to support growth and learning between all of the parties. Like so, you're str- stronger together. And then on its face, though, it would be hilarious as it would use real actors who only communicate through blinking and facial expressions. <laughs> And then at the end of each episode, there would be a list of all the things that were learned. And it would often be incorrect because people, <laughs> they would misinterpret the blinking and facial expressions. <laughs> Ultimately, however, it would be discovered that this group of Starfleet officers are being held in stasis in a Borg sphere and their experiences are entirely false. A bleak. So it's serious. Oh my God. It would be set in a ship, but the ship would meet other ships and planets and star bases often. And then um, like, but obviously it's a board sphere. Uh, sphere. And um, it would be set in the TNG era, which is uh, the best. Oh my God. I and love it. Thought into it. Yeah. I, I like it. the idea of like trying to better everyone by learning from each other. I mean, that's already what they're kind of doing, but mm. these are like, Yeah. It's, there's one purpose to it. And then just like the blinking and facial expressions, like blink once for A, <laughs> and then, you know, and then the list being like so off at the end. And oh you're like, oh my God. And then yeah, <laughs> it doesn't really matter because fucking in the end of the, the end of the series, it's just like a big Borg sphere anyway. None of it's real. Terrible. Oh God. I like it. I could imagine it would be really well to have like the dry British humor for that type yeah. of humor. Yeah, it would be really good. I had an idea. I don't know if I've talked about my idea of a TV show with you before. I, I worry that I've brought this up already. It don't would worry. be a continuing story, and it would probably only be a season or two because it's one specific story that I'd want to tell. And I've had mm-hmm. this in my mind for a long time because I love, okay. and it's very similar to yours in the sense that you have a big reveal that you didn't yeah. see coming like midway through like the first season or even into the second season where you're just like, what? Yeah. And it wouldn't even have Star Trek in the title. It would be like a new TV show that everyone's checking out. And it's like a post-apocalyptic planet that you don't know if it's Earth. Like there's nothing really distinctive about it to be like non-humanoid. And it would be super serious and super dark and super depressing. And it's like this hospital, like prison where they're like, like abusing like patients and like and like testing them like (gasps) post-war and then um this crazed doctor or whatever who's been doing this has been like all these experiments have led to the creation of the borg oh and that's who the borg started off as it was a species of people (sighs) on a planet that thought that they were just bettering themselves to survive this post-apocalypse but 
created by one person. And then before you know it, they become more than they are and they take over the universe. So it'd be like the last half of this series where you're realizing like, fuck, this is a Star Trek series. Yeah. Also, we both chose Borg storylines. I guess we've been looking for some Borg in our life. I mean, there's only, they didn't obviously touch on them in Enterprise and they haven't touched on them in Discovery. Right. Um, Voyager was the last one to really... Yes. And they're such a good character. They're such a good villain. Like, yeah, so good. I also, I was thinking about whether or not a Q continuum show would be good, but I don't think it would. I think it's like, you need just little pieces of Q to enjoy it. It would be too much. Yeah. I'd rather see like more of like a Desperate Housewives, a Loxana. <gasps> like that would be really funny. <laughs> totally. And filmed like the office, like it's a mockumentary. Like someone's yeah. like, I'm documenting for historical purposes, like this mission. And it's like people just like pretending to be fans because there's been some really good, funny aliens that they've met, you yeah. know, like the one that wanted to eat chocolate and Troy had to like try to keep up with them. And then the one, you know, there's been so many, there's room for some real comedy that's not like lower decks is funny but it's a certain type of comedy it's like a yeah it's not the comedy i'm looking for like the office type comedy or exactly kind of understated like you don't need someone to explain the jokes to you you just Mm -hmm. need they need to happen and you need to catch them or you don't Mm -hmm. we don't need a musical show i can say that right now confidently (sighs) no music (laughs) oh my god hard no anyway let's do it let's Create the writer's room. We're going. It's happening. Okay. All right. What's what's, All what's your right. show going to be called? Liaisons? Yeah. What's mine going to be called? The room at the end of the hall. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Copyright. Patent pending. Patent pending. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I guess we're done. Are we done? Yeah, let's wrap it up. I have to pee. And oh also, it's God. been like an hour. So what? we did well. I just have to say also that the cutest baby mm. picture that you sent of Jean-Luc, um, they named him Jean-Luc. And oh, yeah. He's, he's been listening to our podcast. And just shout out to little baby Jean-Luc <laughs> and his parental units who are probably so fucking tired. But oh, way gosh. to go. Keep yeah. it up absolutely i'm talking about the good parenting by the way love it also shout out again to jeff from nerd trek podcast who sent me another inner space toy he found in la now i have the medical tricorder that you open up and it's got a little locutus a little geordie and a little dr crusher oh cute i know let's watch can we watch can that be the next episode two-parter oh is it a two-parter you're right with best of both worlds yeah. No. Okay. I don't want to do a two-parter yet. We still, we need to do inner light before the end of the year. Okay. Do you want to do that okay. last episode of Wesley one or do you want to do With the traveler? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Let's do that. Or, or we could do it, it, It's It's up to you. Let's, I think I just said what I want. Last Wesley traveler. Oh, the traveler's hands. Yes. Oh, gross. Um, okay, na, 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 so we're doing na, 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 the Wesley episode na, 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 with the Traveler. Yeah. Okay. And then after that, I want to do... Inner Light. Okay. Oh, you choose. No, I have to do the synopsis then no. of Inner Light, hey? I, I was thinking should, of the episode... Really thinking about it. <sighs> I was thinking more, I want to do the episode where Q loses his powers. <gasps> that one's good. First of all, thanks to Fansets 
Thank you to Five Year Mission again. for the music. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Bill and Dan. Um, just, you know, why not? Uh, if you like us and you want to support the Trek Geeks Podcast Network, which is full of tons of great podcasts with new ones coming out air month. <laughs> um, <laughs> right now they got Discovering Trek going on, which I get to be a part of every other Sunday, which has been so much fun. Uh, check it out at trekgeeks.com. And if you go to trekgeeks.com slash Patreon, you can find out ways to um, help support for however much you choose to do. And you know what? It, you get some pretty sweet swag and perks and you get to be a part of it, which is really fun. So thanks for having that and checking it out and supporting us those who are already on patreon shout out to you and if you like us and you want to add us um trek rewind on twitter is the place to be other than that we do not have a social media presence anywhere else if you see something say something because it ain't me um and that's really all i got so that's pretty simple um yeah so tune in next month or in three weeks when we talk about our favorite handyman the traveler gross well till then until then music for rewind is provided by five-year mission they're writing an original song for each episode of star trek hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net Rewind is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.